0: to the new John Simmons Show. After years of battling a gambling addiction, John found a hope and a future for his life through Christ. He has spent the last several years encouraging others to find joy, peace, and hope in their lives by walking out God's plan for their lives. Now, John wants to help you find the passion, vision, and faith you need to start, writing out God's sentence for your life, and help you add to it every day. Four lines are now open. Call or text three one four eight eight zero zero eight zero eight. Now, here is your host, the new John Simmons.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome, it's the new John Simmons show, part of the Testimony House Network, where you can find God's sentence for your life and become the new you, where we like to talk about finding passion, vision, and faith in your walk with Christ so that your life can overflow with joy, peace, and hope. Today, Welcome to the program, everybody. Very excited to have you with me here tonight. Uh, we have a special guest, uh, supposed to be calling in any minute now, so as we get ready for her to call in and uh, be part of the show, I'm going to bring uh, Kevin Eskew, uh, obviously uh, one of my big long-time best friends and part of the ministry here at Testimony House. Uh, we want to get him on the program here while we're waiting for uh, Marsha Montenegro, who's going to be joining us in just a moment, to uh, give us a call on the phone lines. Kevin, how are you doing?
2: Wonderful, wonderful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so tonight uh, we're excited because uh, we're going to be talking about things that are a little more uh, out there than the way that we've done things in the past. Uh, This is a supernatural conversation we're going to be having tonight with uh, Miss Montenegro. And so I know that you have a a love of things supernatural. In fact, uh, I remember when we first started spending time together and talking about uh, Jesus and our faith, one of your favorite shows on TV was Sid Roth. Uh huh. That's true. What, what was it about Sid Roth's show? Uh, very <laughs> that drew you to that sort of conversation?
2: Um, it's just that when I started, you know, getting into the word and and reading it, I I really took it for what the Word of God says. And there's so much supernatural in the Bible. There's, I mean, you're talking about Jesus walking on water, yeah. turning water into wine, uh, raising people from the dead. Uh, and I believe it, you know, I believe it to this day. I believed it when i i mean it was supernatural experience I had when the light came on inside me, and I realized that this is real, and Jesus really is real he's not just a a historical figure, he's not just you know it, it was no more just a mental acknowledgement of 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 a person named Jesus but a real person that is in my life, actively in my life and in and in me now. So that that alone was supernatural. So I'm reading other supernatural stories, you know, the splitting of the Red Sea. And so I just – I'm like, look, if God did it before, I believe that he can do it now. And, uh, and so hearing accounts, testimonies of the supernatural, people being healed, um, delivered, just – I I was just I I was hungry for it very very hungry for it and and I believed it and thank God that he had surrounded me with people that didn't sit me down and say Kevin God doesn't do that anymore right you know it's, it's, somehow, you know, I, he's, he's, he, Jesus just doesn't do that. And yeah, well, uh,
1: let's get to our phone call conversation with uh, a special guest tonight who can probably highlight uh, the supernatural a little bit better than we can and really uh, mm-hmm. expound on some of the things that uh, we might be able to talk about later in the show. Uh, on the On the phone line with us is Marsha Montenegro. She is a former professional astrologer. She also, was also a teacher of astrology. And a former practitioner, uh, many years of Eastern type of meditations and beliefs. She engaged in various occult practices, such as having a spirit guide and doing astral travel. I'm excited to talk about that. I'm not very familiar with that at all, so that's going to be an exciting conversation. Marcia, was in the New Age for about 20 years prior to God's intervention and subsequent saving faith through Christ. She is now serving in full-time ministry with FIM, the uh, Fellowship of International Missions, uh, dealing in the New Age and occult. You can find her various writings and interviews or get connected with her by visiting ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org. Marcia, welcome to the new John Simmons Show.
3: Hello there. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Uh, It's a pleasure for us because uh, uh, here at the ministry, we are always so engaged by the testimonies of others, and I've read on your website the testimony of how you came to know Christ and the path that you took to get there and through the new age. So uh, let me start off with something a little basic as we go down sort of the story of how you came to know Christ and uh, how you can encourage some of our listeners tonight with your testimony. Uh, okay. I, I had a big question when we first heard about you about what is the new age exactly, because I'm not very familiar with it. I'm sure many of my listeners may not be as well.
3: Yes, um, yes, and, and let me try to give a somewhat brief explanation, because um, I do hold talks on it. So, <laughs> um, and, and the new age is often um, misunderstood. Understood, or it's presented as something different than what it really is. I think uh, uh, the best way to think about it is that it is a network of different beliefs that often overlap, but not necessarily, and people who get involved in the New Age may be involved in one end of the spectrum of New Age and not the other, so that's something to keep in mind. But it draws mainly from Eastern spirituality, mainly Taoism, Hinduism, and Buddhism, from Gnostic, Gnosticism, um, which has never gone away. It just keeps reinventing itself and coming out in new forms.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, the New Thought Movement, uh, the New Thought Movement, which developed mainly in the 1900s and early 20th century is distinct from the New Age, but the New Age adopted a lot of New Thought beliefs about Jesus and a lot of New Thought techniques. So there's a lot of overlap between the two, although they're still distinct, and there are people who will blend the two. They will follow New Thought ideas, but then they take some New Age ideas from maybe from Eastern spirituality, Um, you know, maybe an Eastern meditation, or the idea of reincarnation, etc. So you can just have all kinds of blends in the New Age, and I think this is what makes it very difficult to identify and difficult for people to understand. Um, And there's also an influence from theosophy, which was a, you can call it a religion, a cult, a movement (laughs) started by Madame Blavatsky. Um, A lot of her ideas and and ideas that were taught by others in theosophy influenced some of the early leaders of the New Age movement. And so those ideas are there as well, although a lot of theosophy is very Hindu-based. But Madame Blavatsky kind of put in her own um, ideas as well. So there's an influence from that as well. So with all these different influences, and combinations, you can just get very, very different kinds of <laughs> paths, if you want to call them that, spiritual path that people in the New Age follow. So you could have a bunch of people um, in a room, you know, 20 people who are into these uh, beliefs. And then when you talk to each individually, you'll find out some of them, their beliefs are very different from the person next to them, you know. So somebody might really be into the seven rays and somebody else might be into Hinduism and reincarnation and somebody else is into new thought and, you know, speaking things into existence like in the um, bestseller, The Secret. So you have such a variety and it's so vast. And um let me say one more thing about the New Age. Another difficulty in recognizing it is that it is very good at adapting to the culture, and it will use uh, words, familiar words, that has another meaning behind them. And so that's how it gets mainstreamed, which is exactly what has happened and and is happening now in our culture. So certain words will be used, and people think they mean one thing, but there's actually another meaning behind them. So that's another issue with the New Age.
1: Here with Marsha Montenegro, here on the show tonight, talking to us about the new age and some of these practices and beliefs that she was a part of this uh, this lifestyle before Jesus Christ came into her life and transformed her and gave her a new born-again experience. And so we're here talking t- with her tonight to try and learn more about how we might avoid these things in our futures or uh, you know, teach our children to avoid these things or just learn more about what all of these things mean. I'm Interested because in your testimony you have written that uh, while you were in high school you basically found this idea that uh, following God's will was very boring. And you say that uh, you were disillusioned by Christians and Christianity seemed defined by sermons and things like this. And, uh, but you said that you began a spiritual search and journey sort of after your high school years. I wanted to ask you, you know, looking back on that moment in your life, do you feel l- like there was one thing in particular that led you sort of away from maybe the Christian uh, walk? Was it your friends or was it outside influences or was it really just a draw into some of these studies?
3: You know, it was a combination of things. I don't think it was one particular thing. I I, wa- I was bored. Um, I felt like there was no depth to to Christianity as I understood it or as I knew it, which of course was I didn't really know it or understand it. Right. But from what I I was gathering, it seemed very surface and boring to me. Uh, the people seemed boring to me. You know, I wanted something more stimulating and exotic, and I had several non-Christian friends in high school who were very dedicated to their beliefs. And although I was not drawn um, specifically to those beliefs, except for the, the Quaker girl who was really into pacifism, I was drawn to Quakerism but I wasn't drawn, it wasn't Christ, it wasn't Jesus that I was drawn to. And, and then my interest in other religions, you know, I, I was reading, and that continued in college, and my interest in the supernatural was also there through a few people that I met. So it was really a, a variety, it was a variety of things that led me on this journey.
1: It seems that there's so much to this and I want to uh continue to go down this road with you. I wanted to reach out to people who are watching live on the Facebook stream. Uh, Jesse O'Neill says, hi, Marsha. So we want to let you know that people are out here listening. Uh, Dee (laughs) Marie is giving out high fives and waves, and Bev Powers is laughing at something we were talking about. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) On the line also with us, if you didn't know, Marsha is uh, part of our ministry. One of our leaders here, Kevin Eskew, is on the phone with us as well. And he was asking me earlier when we were discussing having you on the show uh, this idea about what drew you into this desire to walk down uh, the New Age path. Was it a desire for influence or was it a desire for power? Uh, Sid Roth has mentioned that as part of his testimony, and so we wanted to ask you about that in your walk.
3: Oh, no, power had nothing to do with it. It was a desire for, for knowing things. It was a desi- a desire for knowledge but knowledge that wasn't what I saw around me, just the common, everyday kind of thing, which is how I saw Christianity. And I thought Christianity was a very conformist religion, and that was very boring to me. So I wanted to go down paths to ideas that weren't commonly held or weren't widely known, and I actually had an interest in astrology in high school. And um I went to hear Gene Dixon speak. Uh I think it was at the press club down in Washington DC. <laughs> um, and I, I was just very fascinated by it because I think because of its esoteric nature. So I had this natural inclination towards the esoteric, things that aren't commonly known that you have to study or you have to have somebody teach you, you have to do a lot of reading of books that aren't very um well known. Uh, so all of that kind of thing appealed to me. It was kind of like knowing and maybe not totally hidden knowledge, but knowledge that was kind of hidden, you know, wasn't wasn't generally known by people. People weren't most people were not really interested in learning it. So I guess it was it was part of it was this desire or this being drawn to something different. Yeah different than the culture and different, this could possibly have tied in, I actually never thought of this before, to the fact that I grew up um, in different countries. My father was a foreign service officer. My first language was German. My first school was French. And so I was used to kind of these different environments and cultures. And so coming back to the United States and being in the general american culture to me was a big letdown not because i don't i don't love my country i do <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm definitely you know uh, strong on uh being a good american citizen and standing up for my country but just at the time and the age i was in i think i just felt like i needed something more stimulating for my mind spiritually speaking and i think that was a, the biggest draw perhaps
1: Marsha, you had mentioned astrology, okay? And so for me, Mm -hmm. uh, not having a background in the New Age and the sort of the practices and beliefs that you've been sort of uh, walking us through what all the different types of uh, these things are – for me, astrology is like that little blurb in the back of the newspaper, right, where you're a Gemini or you're a Scorpio, and they tell you sort of yeah. you know, your sign <laughs> or whatever. And so yeah. when you talk about being an astrologer and dealing with this in the New Age, I'm sure it takes on a much deeper and more, maybe even, I don't want to use the word fascinating to make it sound cool, but you know, a, a much deeper meaning. So can you sort of explain to us what astrology was and what exactly you were doing in that field?
3: Yes, absolutely. What you're seeing in the newspaper is a very watered-down horoscope column, which only gives information on the 12 zodiac signs, and those are called the sun signs because those are based on where the sun is at your time of birth, and actually they aren't accurate anymore because of the way the earth has moved and, and has shifted a little bit towards the constellations. So um, they actually aren't accurate anymore, but astrologers still use, most astrologers still use those positions because they believe that's what they were when astrology was developed and, and the meaning of it is still true. But that's another topic. <laughs> so what, <laughs> So what, astro- what an astrologer does is they have a chart done or they do the chart based on a person's time of birth and place of birth. And this has to be mathematically done. I learned how to do this, and I actually um, taught uh, in some of the classes that I taught at the Astrological Place were on on preparing students for taking the test, because taking the test, the test I had to take was seven hours long. Mm -hmm. And it was not easy, and only half the people would pass this test every year. So what the astrologer does is the planets are laid out in a 360-degree, you know, circle, and they're in the chart according to where they were at the time and place of your birth. And the chart's divided into 12 sections, which are called houses. And then the zodiac falls around them according to the time of your birth. The zodiac will go around the chart one time every 24 hours. So you might have the sun in the fourth house in Aries, and you know you might have the moon opposite in Libra. Um, you might have Pluto in the seventh house of relationships, et cetera, et cetera. The astrologer looks at all of these positions and signs and houses, and puts it together and starts reading the chart to the person. Now. Not all astrologers will have the same method, but what I did is that I would look at the chart before I saw the client. I would look at it quite a bit and study it. And then when the client came in, um, I would just focus on the chart, and I would just start where I felt, usually where I felt led or perhaps where I thought there was a strong point in the chart, and I would start talking. And I would just gradually... You know, kind of in most cases, I felt I was led through the chart mm-hmm. and that uh they would just kind of all come together for me the more I talked about the chart and the more I looked at it. And then the person sitting there almost always confirming what I'm saying, you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, that's true. And then they might say something to confirm what I said, Um you know, not always, but most of the time I was getting positive feedback. Uh, and so I really felt that I was connecting to something when I looked at the chart. But it is a very complex chart. The other thing the astrologer does is you have to see the distance between each planet. And when I say planet, I'm including the sun and moon, which are very important in the chart. And so, um, for example, planets are sun and moon, 60 degrees apart. That means something opposite. 180 degrees that means something 90 degrees means something and then there's some other minor angles but those are the major ones and the astrologer is interpreting that as well so if you have the sun 90 degrees from saturn that's very different from the sun 60 degrees marcia from saturn. that
1: sounds a lot you know from my perspective of how a psychic or someone might describe what they do is sort of read things and read signs uh is this sort of the same field or, or do you find yourself as no an astrolog- they're different completely
3: No, it's very different because um, there is something in common, but what a psychic does is um, they are letting information just come into their head. Now, some psychics will just sit there and maybe close their eyes, and they see things about you. Some psychics will focus on something. That's the whole thing about the crystal ball. It's not that the crystal ball actually has pictures in it of your life. Yeah. But it serves as a focus for the psychic. Some psychics like to have a focus, a focal point. Um, most psychics that I knew, and I had a lot of friends who were psychics, and I had a lot of psychic readings, were, would just kind of sit there. And what they're doing is a lot of them get into an altered state. And actually, when I did astrology, I would go naturally go into an altered state, usually within the first 10 minutes oh my of the chart. And, and when you're in this altered state, your mind is very open. It's just, it's just wide open to external influences. Mm-hmm. And I actually did think I was getting, you know, guidance. And so I didn't see it as a bad thing. Now the other connection with psychic um, psychics is that a lot of astrologers, uh, the more they do astrology, the more psychic they become. So I I felt and experienced psychic abilities, um, but I did not call myself a psychic because I did not operate that way. I was mainly operating through um, reading the astrological chart just as a tarot card reader operates through looking at the cards and interpreting the, the images of the tarot cards. So it's a little different than somebody who's just a plain psychic.
1: Yeah, There's so much to this, Marcia. I'm fascinated by your story. Uh, do you have time to stay on for another segment? Because we have to take a quick break. Sure. Okay, um, sure. we're going to put you on hold. But when we come back, we're going to have more with uh, uh, Marcia Montenegro. If you want to find her on Facebook, just look for Christian Answers for the New Age. Uh, we'll get into her testimony and how she found Christ when we come back. Don't go away. You're listening to The New John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. Hey everybody, new John Simmons here with you. Back in 2012, I found myself at the end of my rope for what seemed like the 100th time. I cried out to God and said, God, if you're real, I need you to show me a future and a hope for my life. What happened next changed my life forever. It took me out of my life where I was a gambling addict who had lost over $500,000 allowed me to begin a new life in Christ where I found more joy, peace, and hope than I ever knew existed. I share the stories, including where I blame God for my father's death and the call into ministry that I found in my first book called Finding Faith. I also share with you the answers to the questions that I was asking God about what is faith and how can I move mountains with it. Finding Faith has those stories and so much more. I absolutely believe it can encourage you to find faith in your life today. Finding Faith by me, The New John Simmons, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble website, Walmart. You can also pick up a copy. signed by me over at newjohnsimmons.com.
2: Testimony House Ministries is the proud sponsor of The New John Simmons Show. We are so thankful for all of you who tune into the show, watch us live on Facebook or on our YouTube channel. Without all of you, The New John Simmons Show and all the other Testimony House Network shows would not be possible. Please visit newjohnsimmons.com today and click the Partner With Us tab to help us continue sharing our message of future and a hope through Christ with others. God bless.
0: The new John Simmons show is part of the Testimony House Network. To learn more about the network or to watch other network programs, please visit testimonyhouse.org. Now, here's the new John Simmons.
1: Welcome back to the show, everybody. New John Simmons with you here weeknights at 9, Monday through Friday, on your radio and on Facebook live streaming. So thankful you've joined us on the program. If you would like to help us continue to share our message of finding a hope and a future through Christ with others, I would encourage you to head over to newjohnsimmons.com. You can help us by becoming a sponsor of our nonprofit ministry radio show, and just uh, you know, you can sponsor one show or a bulk, a bulk of shows, or you can just uh, support us with your prayers. Uh, there's lots of ways to get involved. Uh, just help us share a message that God has a unique plan and purpose for all of us, and uh, if we find Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can then determine how to take steps that uh, would have us walk down God's unique plan for our life. So head over to newjohnsimmons.com today to help be part of sharing that message with others. Tonight's show, we have a special guest on the phone line, and also we have uh, Mr. Kevin Eskew on the live stream with us tonight, and he'll be here tomorrow as well. Uh, On the phones, though, a very special guest, Marcia Montenegro. She's joined us. Uh, Marcia, I'm not sure where you're from. I'm sure you'll tell me in just a second, but uh, I want to tell people how to find you real quick, if I can pull up my little notes here. Uh, uh, You are a former professional astrologer. We were talking about New Age things. You used to be involved in this New Age beliefs and practices, and now you have found Jesus Christ, and you're serving in full-time ministry with the FIM and if people would like to get in touch with you or contact you or to learn more uh, all they have to do is visit ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org they can also find you at Facebook Uh, look for the same thing Christian Answers for the New Age or former New Ager, Marcia, welcome back to the show
3: Hi. Nice to be back. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm glad I can hear you. I wasn't sure if you were on the line or not yet. So, uh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We're, we're here with uh, Kevin Eskew. He's part of the ministry, and uh, he wanted to ask you a question about messing with all of this.
3: Okay. Hi, Marsha. Hi. So,
2: yeah, I, I've been listening to all of what we went over the first segment, and a lot of it, you know, for some listeners that are, uh, you know, tuning in and maybe listening to this, it sounds very benign. I mean, um, we're just measuring, you know, where a moon is in this place mm-hmm. or the angles of that. And so some people listening think, well, what's the harm in all that? Well, mm-hmm. it can't be that big a deal. Or, or are you just clearing my mind and I'm getting thoughts that come in my head that may not be my own? And, and I know, you know, from your own personal testimony experience that, look, the, 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 the is a, there is a danger. And of course, uh you know the new age and 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 like you you even alluded to, which I thought was real interesting, is how they use common vernacular and common words to kind of make it uh palatable, or make it acceptable in today's culture and uh uh so maybe uh, you know kind of explain to why this isn't such a good thing, why that one playing around or messing around with this sort of stuff opens doors. Um, that you may not necessarily want to open in your life.
3: Yes, I'm very glad you asked that question. Uh, what What is really going on here is, I mentioned when I was doing the chart readings, I would feel guided, and uh, this is because I did have spirit guides, and every astrologer, psychic, card reader, palm reader, etc., even people who aren't doing those things professionally, but just involved in this kind of thinking and belief, um, tend to have spirit guides. And spirit guides are spoken of openly in the New Age. Um, mediums, for example, people who claim to be able to communicate with the dead, uh, several of the well-known mediums today in their books actually will have sections on how you can contact your spirit guides. And mediums are probably the the people the most open about spirit guides, because they claim to get the messages, you know, that their messages from the dead often are through the spirit guides. So the spirit guide is, in, in the New Age, the spirit guide is viewed in a benign way. It's often viewed as some kind of advanced soul who maybe lived many lives on Earth and then is in some other kind of dimension or plane of existence and is there to help people who are on a spiritual path and who are seeking to become enlightened or liberated, um, however the person may see it. So the thing is, they, they are real, but what these spirit guides are are fallen angels. And this is a very real thing. I know some people listening might think, well, this is, is really out there, you know? <laughs> but it is It is very common, and this is, you know, I've never had any mental problems. I'm completely sane. All of my friends were exactly the same way. I mean, sometimes we would talk about our spirit guides. It's not imagined. It's a very real thing. And so that that right there shows the demonic element, and that is, how a lot of astrologers and psychics and card readers will get very accurate information on you about things they couldn't possibly know. Now, sometimes the things they say, um, it could be right because of coincidence. It could be right because they're talking to somebody of a certain age and a certain lifestyle and and just saying certain things that... um you know, are going to match up with a person or they're saying something general that the client will apply specifically. But oftentimes, I would get very specific information just would pop into my head as I was looking at the chart. And this, I'm convinced, was coming from my spirit guide. Now, putting the whole issue of spirit guides aside, just somebody who maybe thinks, hey, maybe a psychic can help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should change jobs. Um, you know, I don't know, or I don't know if my marriage is going to last. I need some advice. People who really feel desperate will often, or just want general life advice, will go to somebody like an astrologer or a psychic. Now, the danger is, is that you are opening the door to somebody who is being led by a fallen angel.
0: Mm -hmm. And
3: the information you get is not coming from God, and it's, in the long run, it is not going to be helpful. It may seem helpful at first, and I've actually Mm -hmm. talked to Christians who have fallen into this trap because they've become desperate. Maybe they aren't really walking with the Lord, or they pray, and they don't get an answer right away. And this is, of course, what happened to Saul. He was not getting, because God had taken his spirit away from Saul, and Saul was very upset about the Philistines. Who were coming, and he was desperate. So he went out and sought the medium. Hmm. And this is really what people still do today. That's and good. so I have example. talked to people. Hmm?
2: No, that's great. Yeah, that's a great example. You're absolutely right.
3: Right. Yeah. And people who do this, what I have found, um, of course, with somebody who's not a Christian, is that this can draw them further and further in. They'll take the advice. They'll get very interested. So maybe start reading books that maybe the psychic or astrologer will recommend a book or teacher. I used to do this. I would recommend books and teachers or other people like the psychics who were friends of mine um, or a tarot card reader. And so these people would go to these other people who were doing somewhat similar things that I was doing as an astrologer. And they just get deeper and deeper in. And, you know, your beliefs start to change and you get affected by this. Now, as far as Christians doing this, what I've seen happen in several cases is that they begin to lose interest in church, they lose interest in the Bible, they lose interest in prayer, and often they don't even realize it, they, or they don't realize it till much later um, because they're getting drawn into this other area. And also, I think uh, reading the Bible would be too convicting, you know, because yeah. at some part... Some level, most of these people on some level know they're not supposed to be doing this, um, but they rationalize it. And so they get affected that way. And so there's a a spiritual effect for an unbeliever and for a believer. It's not the same. I don't think it's the same. Um, It's more dangerous for the unbeliever, of course, because it is drawing them away from knowing Christ and over time can make them very hostile. I was very hostile to Christianity, and so I didn't want anything to do with it. I felt that I was on a spiritual path that was a really, the true spiritual path, So, Marcia, and that yeah. I was progressing, you know?
1: I'm glad that you brought that up because we haven't gotten to this story of hope that your testimony really has. We've talked about all the, the things that are associated with this new age behavior. So how do you go from being a person who is an astrologer and reading signs and having astral visions, and, and if I'm using the term correctly or not, I'm not sure, but uh, how do you go from that, from being sort of angry at Christians and angry at Christianity uh, to becoming a born-again believer?
3: Yes, well, and, and the question really is, is that I didn't do anything. <laughs> um, God completely intervened in my life, and um, I went through a series of experiences where I was feeling drawn to go to a church, which was very, very strange to me. I didn't want to go, and I resisted it for several months. <clears throat> and then I finally went to a church, I sat in the back, and I was going to leave after 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, at the very (laughs) beginning of the service, they had a procession down the center aisle, led by a young boy carrying a cross, and as he walked by me, I felt this love pouring down on me. Mm -hmm. It was very real, and I knew it was from a personal God, and it was like this personal God was telling me he loved me. And I actually started crying, and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, I didn't even believe in a personal God. So, I mean, I was just very confused. But I stayed for the whole service. Um, I started going back to that church, which, by the way, was a very, 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 very open-minded church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was very comfortable there. And some people even wanted my business card. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I can go to this church, and I can also keep doing what I'm doing, and yeah, I get can some stay new on clients. My
0: yeah. path.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can get some new clients. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I saw it as a positive thing. Well, um, very shortly, or, you know, within a few weeks, I started getting this impression God didn't like astrology. Mm. And nobody told me this this was like this impression i got and very shortly after that i got an impression that god wanted me to give it up and that was really just that was like crossing the line you know i thought there is no way i can do this and so just to summarize it i did i i'm skipping over a few things here. Okay. i did make the decision um to give it up and and this is really something because this was what I had been doing professionally. I had clients. I even had clients who wrote me from other countries mm-hmm. and other states. I had just finished being president of the Astrological Society. Um, I was writing for publications. And I thought, well, what's going to happen to you? I was also working part-time in an office where I had been hired by one of my clients to give him information on the employees based on their birth date. And so... Um, I I made the decision to give it up, though, and now I I stopped doing it. I was still in the office. My boss was away until after the New Year, so I couldn't tell him, you know, my decision, but he had left some busy work that didn't require anything, you know, anything along the lines of astrology or anything like that. And so I decided, um, well, I'll start reading the Bible. Yeah. You know, because I guess that's what I should do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started with Matthew. That's where I started. I, like, <laughs> I really? Yeah. Yes, and I was reading a little bit every every night. I didn't really understand what the point of it was, but I was reading it, and by the time I got to Chapter 8, which took a really long time, I mm-hmm. think about three weeks or something, two or three weeks, um, and I was reading a passage in Matthew 8 that God used to open my eyes, and, and I just... I, it was the account of Jesus on the boat, and the disciples are scared because of the storm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he rebukes the sea and the wind. And I kept rereading that, and while I was rereading it, God just opened my eyes. I saw who mm-hmm. Jesus was um, for the first time. I and at this point, I had a, I was divorced and had a nine year old son. I was no no young kid, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and I realized. I had been on a wrong spiritual path, that I had been going against God, that I had been believing in the wrong God and the wrong Jesus.
1: That's good.
3: And I just gave my life to Christ at that moment, and I instantly knew I was a new person. I mean, I I knew it. I didn't have the language down, so sure. I, I wasn't thinking in Christianese language. But I knew, I understood I was a new person, and I understood that Jesus was was my Savior and is the Savior. I found out a few months later, actually in April. um, Oh, by the way, my boss came back. I told him, and he was very kind, and he kept me on and gave me just kind of office-type work. So in April, I found out from a young man in the office who was a Christian that he and his young adult group had been praying for me all the previous year when all of those things happened. And there were several things I had to leave out. But, um, you know, in that whole being drawn to the church and then going to the church and having that experience and then feeling God wanted me to give astrology up, all of that, they were praying for me every other week, faithfully praying for me. So my story is really, you know, nobody, quote-unquote, witnessed to me, but somebody was praying for me. Well, actually, a group was praying for me. So I think, you know, God has used this story, I know, because people have told me, to encourage Christians to pray for people in their lives that they feel they, they can't witness to, they can't reach people maybe who are hostile to the gospel or hostile to Christianity, and they can't even talk to these people about it. They can't invite them to church. But when they hear my story, they see what God did in this situation, it's incredible. Christian prayed for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's incredible, yeah. Marsha. Hey, uh, we have to take one more break. If you've got a few more minutes left in you, we've got a couple more questions, if you don't mind, holding on just a little bit longer.
3: Sure. All okay. Right. Uh,
1: we'll, when we come back, we'll talk to finish our conversation with uh, Marsha Montenegro. Go find her on Facebook right now, Christian Answers for the New Age. Uh, friend her, like her, follow the page. Uh, she's got some incredible stories, and she's influencing a lot of people to give them hope through Christ. Don't go away. You're listening to The New John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network.
2: Are you interested in learning more about finding God's sentence for your life? At newjohnsimmons.com, there are articles and videos describing how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life by finding passion, vision, and faith. In addition, newjohnsimmons.com has a variety of ways for you to be encouraged to continue writing God's sentence. As always, you can hear the show live weekdays at 9 p.m. Central Time by clicking the Listen Live button when you visit newjohnsimmons.com.
0: Want to see behind-the-scenes photos and get the latest news from the show? All you have to do is follow at NewJohnSimmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's get back to the New John Simmons Show.
1: Let's hop right back into it. We're here on the phone with Marcia Montenegro. If you would like to... Learn more about her, support her ministry. She's serving in full time ministry with the FIM. Just head over to Christian Answers for the new dot org. Uh, Marcia, we're here back with you. Remember, Kevin's on the phone with us, and Kevin had a question
2: to ask you. Okay. Well, yeah, and just and, uh, not just a question, but even just to affirm too a lot of what you're saying because. I, uh, it's always been, you know, now I don't have a lot of personal experience, nothing like you have in a lot of this occult practice, but I've always, you know, I, I think we're all drawn, and, and this at least my, my, this is Kevin speaking in my opinion, but I don't, you know, we're all, we're all not just bodies and souls, but we're also spiritual beings, and I think that we're, we're, we're attracted, God's made us like him and in his image, and so we're attracted to the supernatural, um I think that that's that's the trap I think the enemy really knows. And like you said you don't, you just wanted to have that extra knowledge. Um and and to get these these insights from uh these spiritual beings so much I see in today's culture where they water this down and 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 where they you know even there was a TV show called Medium where they uh I don't know if you ever saw that or not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if it was on CBS I, or anything. Yeah, I have Mm-hmm. yeah where they really make it like so harmless and not a big deal and really these 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 fallen angels these Nephilim whatever you want to call them uh you know there's lots of names the bible gives these the fallen ones they want you dead they're not your friends uh, and so many people out there they, they make it sound like oh they don't mean any harm they're just full of wisdom they're gonna help you out. I mean, they they want to kill you, uh, it, it, you know. At least it's my true belief that they are not your benefactors in any way. Um, I just uh, I I think it's very exciting the way God's done in your life. I've always taught people that look, you know, what God does for you, He wants to do through you, and I really believe that. You know, obviously, I I really sense there's an anointing on you to to help people. And this area to be free and delivered in this area. So I just want to give you an opportunity to kind of share your heart for Christians that may be dabbling in this, that think it's harmless, that they think, hey, it's no big deal um, to the ones that are just they're just knee deep in it and they don't know how to get out. Uh, they're not they're 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 too afraid. They have to clean themselves up. And I love your part of your testimony where, look, God gave you a distaste for it slowly. You know, he didn't expect you to clean yourself up immediately. Uh, and and uh, so, yeah, I just want to you know, give you the floor uh, in this last segment to really minister to those that are, are either knee-deep in it or that are dabbling with this and, uh, and uh, allow the Lord to use you to, uh, to help these people. So uh, go ahead.
3: Okay. Uh, well, um, I would say to Christians who are interested in this, and there are a lot of Christians who are interested in things like astrology, because they tend to see it as scientific, um, so they think maybe there's a scientific side to it and it's okay, or they think it's biblical. But God has very clearly addressed these areas. First of all, that's the first thing that a Christian should realize. Um, Deuteronomy eighteen ten through twelve lists all the practices of the occult. Now, here we're and talking about astrology. I'm specifically talking about occult practices. The New Age goes beyond that. I I define the New Age differently from the occult, but the New Age often includes occult practices. So I was a New Ager, but I was practicing an occult art, um, which is very common in the New Age. And um, so God has specifically condemned these things. Astrology is a form of divination, which we tend to use the word fortune-telling for that word. Uh, So that would include tarot cards and palm reading. Being a psychic is actually a divination, and it's also spirit contact. Um, A medium is, of course, doing spirit contact. Uh, I mean, they think it's the dead, but it's not. So, first of all, God has forbidden these things for a reason. These were practices that were started as part of the worship of false gods, in order to communicate with and get messages from false gods. And that's where these practices come from, and that's what they're geared toward. It's not just where they're from, but that is what they are for. So they're not for ways of communicating with God or getting information from from the true God. So that's one reason not to (laughs) to get involved. The other reason is, as I mentioned earlier, that it is going to spiritually affect you. It will affect your walk with Christ. Um, if you you know, if you are just looking for answers in this area, you will lose interest in really in your relationship with the Lord. You'll lose interest in his word. And for a Christian, the Bible is spiritual food. Mm-hmm. It's spiritual nourishment. We have to feed on it or we just get spiritually weak and we become very vulnerable to our own um, fallen desires and to temptations, etc. So, because the world is always there with its temptations, and, of course, the world system is opposed to Christ. So we're in the world, and we can become vulnerable to those influences, and you become more vulnerable if you get into these areas. Marcia. Because they will pull you away from that.
1: We've only got a couple minutes left. I wanted to let people know, uh, how are you being able to help people today in this area? Obviously, on Facebook, we've seen some people uh, say, what an amazing God we serve when hearing your testimony. Clara said, loved hearing your testimony, Marsha. Reminds me of a beautiful hymn, wonderful grace of Jesus. So how can people uh, find you and get help? I know the website, but is there anything specific that you're doing right now that maybe we don't know about or haven't mentioned?
3: Uh, No, the website and my ministry Facebook page, Christian Answers for the New Age, which are two different things um, where I post a lot of information. A lot of my ministry is informational, and also people message me with questions um, about things, or they want me to check something out, like, oh, here's a website my brother sent me. It looks New Age to me. Is it New Age? You know, so they they want help, or how do I talk to my daughter who's getting interested in astrology <clears throat> so all those kind of things i i spend a lot of time doing those kind of things um i also write so i have a lot of published um articles i have one book called spellbound the paranormal seduction of today's kids which is basically a guide for parents about the occult and how it's marketed to children via entertainment um I also have, um, well, I have chapters and books. I have all this listed on my website. If you go to published, it's called Publications by Marcia. You will find all of this listed, or you can email me. Um, I also um, am on radio programs, <laughs> 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 and um, I talk, so I give talks in churches, um, you know, at women's retreats, uh, at conferences, etc. So my my ministry spans all of those areas. And I think, you know, putting out information, answering questions is probably one of the top things I do. I have in the past done a few outreaches. Mm -hmm. Haven't done those lately. I've done two outreaches at Marilyn Manson concerts. This was back a number of years. Mm -hmm. Um, At some Buddhist events in Washington, D.C., and at Reverend Moon events. Now, Reverend Moon, uh, who's now um, deceased, um was not part of my ministry he's really he was a cult leader but because he had so much influence in this area and i had friends who who deal with cults and we would get together and do these outreaches to the people going to Reverend Moon's events. Marsha, so I have to stop you because we have, to,
1: we have to end the show, but I want to thank you okay. so much for coming on the program. Everybody, uh, Publications by publicationsbymarsha.com or uh, christiananswersforthenewage.org. You can find her on Facebook. Uh, so many wonderful testimonies and stories you've shared with us tonight. I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight.
3: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed
1: it. Thanks again.
3: Thanks, Marsha. Right. Thank you.
1: For Marsha and Kevin and Curtis behind the boards and me every night at 9, we want to thank you for listening to The New John Simmons Show, both on Facebook and on your radio. Catch us again tomorrow night at 9. Until then, guys, we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today.
0: Thanks for listening to The New John Simmons Show. Part of the Testimony House Network. To replay this episode or listen to past episodes, look for the New John Simmons Show podcast on your mobile device. Stay connected to the show. Read the latest news, blog posts, and see behind-the-scenes photos by following at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you would like to learn more about how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life, Or join a growing community of people who are finding passion, vision, and faith for their lives. Please visit newjohnsimmons.com. Until next time, we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today.